Welcome back to Let's Talk Comics. I'm Nick Five. I'm Stevie Ander. And we are Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. So on this issue of Let's Talk Comics, we're going to be discussing the new issue of Justice League Odyssey. Absolutely one of the best comic series out right now. Like, if you're not reading it and you're into comics, I don't know what you're doing with your life. This is my favorite thing that we're currently reading and discussing. Yeah, dude, it's, it's other, other than that, I've read better things. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is the last movie that's been released other than Captain Marvel, which we talked about last week, on the way to Endgame. So after this episode, we're going to be talking about like just random other comic book movies. Because now we're like done with Spawn. The road. Now we're done with the road to Endgame. <laughs> like Spawn! <laughs> Let's break right down into Justice League Odyssey. So this issue deals very heavily with Darkseid, which is freaking awesome. He has cameos. <laughs> he has a little cameo. No. This issue... It has, like, some of the most important things that's probably happened in, like, all of DC history. Ever. Dude, yeah, it's unreal. Like, wow. Maybe not most important, but, like, on the grand scale of things, like, I don't think anything has really topped this. Yeah, I did not expect that from this series, right? Like, it, it's obviously no, leading somewhere very all. grand with the new gods and, like, <laughs> not somehow... Not with the team that this is made up Yeah, with the, that's what I'm saying. With the team, even though, like, they're gods now and it has dark side in it so you know something big's gonna happen, but they're building towards the end of all things right now. Like, it's, it's currently happening. Yes. Everything's ending. The Trinity is nowhere in sight. Probably don't even know about it. The final dark is coming. Yeah, dude, dude that's unreal. The and, death of dark is coming. And that thing at the very, very end of the issue that shows up to dark side. The eschaton? The, oh my god. That's a new element. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I guess they've always been, but they were just recently written. Yeah, and they're waiting for the new gods all to die out. And since dark <laughs> Not even the really last waiting, one, because I think they're supposed to eat dead new gods. Right, and he's dark like, dark side is like, you're no longer. <laughs> we don't want to wait. We've been waiting for, since the beginning of everything to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we are hungry. And he's like, well, I'm still alive. Like, no, pff, you're not. <laughs> yeah, talk about our final page. But the, that the shows how powerful, how powerful that thing is. After Darkseid just defeated all of these enemies that had weapons that were imbued and or technological weapons made to defeat a new god, and he killed all these beings? Yes, the beginning of this. Uh, let's start at the beginning instead of the ending. <laughs> no, we no, we're, this is Memento. This is the Memento edition. We're just going <laughs> to move backwards in time. So Darkseid is on a planet that is either pronounced Aeolon or Aeolon. I'm not sure. I was going to say that. It's like A-E-O-L-O-N. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, I said it. <laughs> but yeah, he's just fighting a bunch of uh, what seems like primitive people, I guess, that were given like insanely advanced technology somehow by a brainiac with the ability to harm a new god. Yeah, what? That should not be happening. <laughs> yeah, to harm a new god. That's that's some pretty good technology. Yeah, actually making him bleed. Actually, putting Darkseid through so much pain, like this is the most pain he's ever been through, yep. even when he was melted down to his core and became a baby. Yeah. which was, That happened before. Which was an insane story. That was nuts. I, I liked him better when he was a baby gun. <laughs> But yeah, so these things are just, just messing Darkseid up, but he is still just trudging right along being Darkseid. He is ignoring the pain. Yeah, just blocking it because out. I also love how in the middle of that like entire fight, he like, his senses, yeah. Yeah, his, his other senses, his other box-enhanced senses yeah. like, are seared because uh, the source wall is just exploding. Putting out so much energy, like this is the, the most energy that's ever been released at once since the creation of the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, big things are happening right now in this issue. <laughs> And then we also jump to uh, the actual Justice League Odyssey team who are doing nothing near as important as what Darkseid is doing right now. <laughs> They're just arguing. <laughs> They're just trying to find Tamarin. Yeah, yeah, Tamarin. Yeah, and Tamarin and arguing. arguing. Yeah, Jessica Cruz and Starfire are just bickering. Yeah, pretty much. Jessica Cruz is like, we need to leave. <laughs> She's like, no, we need to go to my home planet. Yeah. 
Starfire is not her normal self. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Whenever that when that priest guy touched she's her, like, changed her. Starfire. There are other things happening. Dark side issues. Like I don't care. <laughs> like, I this don't care. has to somewhat deal with that. <laughs> There's something on Tamarind that he wants. Yeah. Some, well, yeah. Something. But he's already been there and yeah, gone. Yep. Exactly. They don't know that, but. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love when they, they get there and it's just in ruins. Everything is destroyed. And the only person yeah, left is Commander. But before they even got there, they crash landed because, yet again, the source wall has shattered. <laughs> shattered, yeah. <laughs> Everything How they even survived this crash is like, I assume it's only because it's Brainiac ship. Yeah, probably. Like, New Genesis got devastated. Apocalypse. Was like, d- Darkseid's planet that was like, constructed mm-hmm. that probably just engulfs like Earth probably like a million times is gone. Yeah, just gone. All the new gods' planets are destroyed. Yeah, all the new gods are dead except for one. Except for Darkseid. Yeah, yes. he's the only one left. But yeah, Jessica and uh, Cruz and uh, Starfire just arguing. Jessica Cruz is like, we need to leave. We need to get out of here. We cannot combat and fight this. We need help. We need the Trinity. We need everything. Like, this is not, a, we're not enough. Which I thought was kind of Almost a funny little like nod to the reader. It's like yeah. you didn't expect this team, did you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These four people. Also, like Jessica Cruz is part of this team, but she's almost out of commission because her ring's only at I think like she's forty percent. Yeah, yeah she's and saying, she's got to balance everything out. Yeah, everything like, what's I do. Forty percent Green Lantern energy. I thought that would still be enough to fight like a decent amount of stuff. Yeah, but not dark not, side. Not dark side. Not dark side. <laughs> not, not even weakened dark side. <laughs> no, definitely not, not even currently bleeding out dark side. <laughs> No, definitely not. And if he was blocking all the pain from everything that's happening to him, I think he's going to easily handle those four. It's yeah. <laughs> not going to be a problem. Yeah. They're going to have to fight freaking Commander now. I feel stupid for reading that today. I was like, wait, is her name actually like pronounced Commander? Yeah, it's Commander. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very, very inventive name they gave her. <laughs> Old Commander. And they have like a conversation where she reveals that Darkseid did indeed come here, and he left, but he promised that he would leave this world alone. He, he, but, he, kept, uh, he delivered on his promise. But he's Darkseid. He knew it was going to be destroyed anyways, so it didn't matter. He can just leave it to her. I mean, she should only blame herself because she literally questioned herself three times like, I don't trust you. Yeah, and then did it <laughs> anyway. Like, I can't take your word, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. I really don't have much of a choice. I can't I'm, beat you. I'm kind of an idiot. Yeah, she even says like she's going to find him. They're tracking his boom tube like coordinates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> so that way, even with her dying breath, she's going to try and like avenge Tamaran. Yeah, yeah, good luck yeah, with but that. But she's going to also try and foil his plans by killing at least one uh, of them. Yeah, at least yeah. one of the new, uh, these new new gods that yeah, they she's, need. She's trying to blame them because she's like convinced that they're a part of his plan, which they are. Like, they are unknowingly, yeah. unwin- unwillingly. Yeah, because how can Victor know that he's part of his plan? Because apparently, they, like this was set in motion before he was born. Yeah, like, these people were <laughs> worshiping him before he was even. Yeah, born. Yeah, worshiping him on these planets as gods before they were ever born. So I guess one of um, Darkseid's sixteen divine senses is like the ability to see the future. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he can't just only have 16. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like actually said before that he actually has 16 senses. That's unreal, dude. He's dark side. He can't even exist in his real form in this universe without destroying it. I hope that's how this ends. <laughs> he comes he's here like, to stop it. He's like, fine, you it. killed my shadow. I'm here now. <laughs> Everything dies. Yeah. Dude, Darkseid is so OP. He's broken as hell. Yeah. He's fair. <laughs> yeah, he's fair. He's I fair. Mean, I mean, Batman shot him. <laughs> I, th- I think he's fair. Speaking of Batman, I love that one of the word bubbles oh, was talking yeah. about Darkseid's plan, and he had a, his contingency plan That set. was actually especially boldened, too. <laughs> yeah, contingency. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Oh, they knew. They knew. Batman could learn from Darkseid. <laughs> Darkseid has contingencies set before the dawn of time. (laughs) Batman needs to step his game up. (laughs) Where you at, son? And of course, while all this is going on, they're having these issues. Like, Azrael is just, you know, there. (laughs) <laughs> he has like yeah. one line just cruises. Yeah, I thought Jessica Cruz is like, thing. do you, uh, what do you think? And he's like, pretty much like, you know, this darkness must be stopped. She goes, Ugh, why did I expect anything from a stowaway? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and that's the last we saw of him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah the, the one time he's in this, this issue. That was funny. And then, uh, man, there was that awesome panel where um, Cyborg had, like, let the energy, like, overpower him, and yeah. he started, like, busting open to try to, like, the power of the ship. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, dude, that looks so cool. And they did that before when you connected with the other mm-hmm. box, which yeah. that arguably seemed more painful. Yeah, for, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Azrael, yeah, he only had, like, one panel and, like, one line of dialogue, but, like, they're setting him up for stuff in the future because there's that whole, like, order of Azrael. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Hunting him down because apparently they're, like, our god is a false god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing we're going to get at least an Azrael miniseries spawned out of this that deals with that, unless this goes on long enough to have that come back into it. <laughs> that would be cool. And if they would do be. that, I don't know how Batman could top him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think at that point, Azrael surpassed Batman. Yeah, he's, he's the new Batman now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really wondering if they are going to bring other, like, no more notable bigger heroes into this series. Like, are they going to bring Batman and Superman, Wonder Woman, like these other characters? Are they going to come in to try to help them? <laughs> I, like, what's happening? You think How that, is this going you to get stopped? You think that they <laughs> would somehow sense that the source wall's broken? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know, man. How is how is Darkseid going to be stopped, or is Darkseid going to stop all of this and leave the universe the way it is? Like, doesn't seem like something he would want to do. I believe these events are still going to be resonating throughout the rest of the DC universe. I, I would imagine so for a while. Yeah. Um, I know there's some, like, serious things going on in, like, Justice League with, like, Superman, like, somehow going into the future and finding another path. And, like, coming like, back. Where they won. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like, against a multiversal threat, which I would think would be the source wall breaking. So he has his I don't know. We haven't read it. We're, we're probably going to start. So. He has his Infinity War Doctor Strange moment. Goes into different futures. <laughs> he was flying everywhere he's like I found a bridge to the sixth dimension of course you did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they also asked like Mr. Mr. Mixaspitalik about that like hey we need your help uh, Mr. Mixel a Plix? character that we have not talked about because like how that char- do you know about that character and how broken he is yes dude that character he is so dumb he exists on like, tenth dimi- like yeah. ten dimensions or something yeah, like, the so only annoying. way to beat him is again like spell his name or say his name backwards yep. how do you do that more than once <laughs> exactly like how does he ever fall for it more than one time he's like this has happened before <laughs> <laughs> he actually had they brought him into the Supergirl TV show really yeah, for like one episode dude he is just OP broken as hell just changing reality on a whim whenever he feels like it and they trick him into saying his name backwards like to get rid of him like he could he could end probably the DC universe but all he wants to do is just mess around with Superman yeah at least from what I know that's, that's, that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. He's just, he just likes having fun he's like a stupid little pixie yeah He's all he's similar ish in that manner to um the o- well no <laughs> to the original Beyonder from Marvel. Yeah. He came to this like dimension from another dimension and he said that his all the power in this dimension and reality was a drop in the bucket from where he is from. And, and he's, he's not even the most, he's not even the most powerful thing where he's from. He could have destroyed the entire universe with a thought, but he was so arrogant and kind of dumb he didn't even realize his full power capabilities. And then they eventually they retcon him to hell like a million times where he's nowhere near that powerful anymore. But like Mr. Mixelplex is kind of sort of in that vein of like, he's this ultra-powerful character, but he just does dumb things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is kind of how you have to write like an ultra-powerful character like that. Otherwise, you just kind of don't create him in comics because then you just wrote yourself into a corner. Why do you write anything <laughs> what are we like doing that? Now? It's like almost what's going on with, with Odyssey. If this source wall is breaking and all of the multiverses is destroy- getting destroyed and exploded and Darkseid is the one that somehow stops this and saves it all it's like how he's does anything ever could. oppose him he's the only one that could yeah and how are they ever gonna oppose him again and stop him you're not turning him back into a what baby you mean, uh, the eschatons are taking him out 
So there are a greater threat than him now. No, so I'm saying if he is the one, like if he somehow doesn't die and he comes back and stops all this, like, well, he's the best character and most powerful character in DC. He might be dying in the next issue. He might do, which is going to be nuts. Then what's going to happen? Who is going to defeat that? That just killed Darkseid. I am pretty sure that the death of Darkseid brought the end of the world at one point. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But what, what was it? What was it called that uh, killed him? The Eschaton. The Eschaton. Who's going to combat Superman? Never mind. <laughs> Superman yeah. and Batman with his contingency because he already knows about it. Superman, I think at this point, like, well, the whole like countdown to like Doomsday or something is still going on. Yeah, with Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the last thing that he sees before his vision goes black is Superman like coming at him to punch him. But it's just like, how can Superman punch him? Because he's Superman. Well, then again, Superboy Prime punched a hole in reality. Superboy Prime is probably the singular most OP physical character creature in all DC. He's the most dangerous person that can punch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Dude, he is OP. There's <laughs> other people that worry about that that do more than punch. And if all characters it's Superboy, it's a teenage clone of Superman. That's the most OP character. Yeah, that's always baffled me. <laughs> but then again, that's also because Superman holds back. True, yeah. Superman, like, if he would have punched with full force, he would destroy the Earth. It's just he's, he's too Wait for Injustice 3. Yeah, yeah, just wait until he'll do that. And uh, since we're talking about comic books, take this uh, nice, smooth segue, this awesome, smooth segue into talking about some sponsors. We're sponsored by Epico's Comics Card, sorry, Comic Card Game, Wanna Beach. Hurry now, while supplies <laughs> last. Check it out. Omega Level Podcast is proudly sponsored by Epico's Comics Cards Games. Epico's is your one-stop shop for all your comic book, tabletop, and card gaming needs. Featuring collectibles, statues, artwork, highly graded comics, video games, a separate game room, and even a tabletop game rental service, Epico's has it all. Every week, Epico's is stocked with the newest comic book releases, variant covers, and the capability to order what you need. So start a poll list and never miss an issue. Epico's has two locations, Chattanooga and Hickson. So come on by and find what you're looking for. That's smooth. You almost didn't even notice the cut before that. <laughs> almost. So let's move right along here. Talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's all right. All right. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd only seen this once before, uh, and I re- got to rewatch yeah, it for this here. episode. Uh, I actually liked it a little more my second watch than I did my first. I definitely like it more than the first Ant-Man now. I can say that after watching it again. Really? Yeah. I like it more. I think yeah, it's still it's still not as good as the first Ant Man to me. I just this think the character like, work is like better. That's why I like it. One of the weaker Marvel movies, but I still put it in my top three, if not number one. <laughs> <laughs> I like both the Ant Mans, but I do think they're some of the weaker ones, just because I'm not really big into Ant Man as a character. It's because like okay, comic books are already a stretch of logic, and then Ant Man. Ant Man is just like you're just throwing your brain out the window. <laughs> you're just like whatever. I'm just having fun. <laughs> We're just doing whatever we want now. I really like the Scott Lang Ant-Man because he's not this ultra super intelligent genius and he always gets into these dumb ass situations and generally Wasp has to come bring him out of them. Why they keep asking him for help, I don't really know. <laughs> Especially when no one really seems to like him that exactly. much. He's not even, well, except for Cap, you know, they're on a, he's on a first name basis yeah. with Cap, gets to call him Cap. That's what we called him (laughs) That's what we call him I didn't like the opening for this a lot I love his relationship with his daughter Oh I do too man That was very well done And she does a great performance It's the fuzz (laughs) It's the fuzz I thought you learned that word (laughs) Also they are potentially setting up Uh Cassie Lang in Endgame and Beyond, his daughter, to be grown up now and to be a superhero. She has multiple different names, as they all do. She's like Stature, Stinger, and then apparently, I didn't even know, I read that she was also Ant Girl and Giant Girl at different points. Did so I would know ass- any of that. I would assume if she becomes a superhero in the MCU, she'll be Stinger, just because that name makes the most sense of what it would be drawn from. You know what I mean? That could actually be or pretty Ant-Girl. cool. Or Ant Girl. 
I imagine she'd follow in his footsteps. Yeah, she says she wants to in the movie. The links that he goes to entertain her with, like that whole like cardboard slide <laughs> throughout the entire house and everything is awesome. That was amazing. I wish my mom loved me. <laughs> now when he tells uh, Wu the uh, the the FBI agent, he's like, "You know the links I've gone to to entertain my daughter? Close up, <laughs> close up magic." <laughs> One of like, the best gags. How'd in you all do that? Dude, one of the best scenes in the whole movie is when they when the guy comes into Wu's office and he's trying to do the magic and he just th- drops the cards everywhere. He's like, "Do you know how to knock?" <laughs> like he's just so like enthralled by it. Also, like the fact that like this movie does something different. Where, like you know, and usually like movies in Hollywood were like. I don't know where other movies are done at besides Hollywood. <laughs> um, with like parents that are like separated, like there's always like a feud between whoever the right. like, replacement mm-hmm. like parent is, but they get along like like they're great. very supportive. Yeah. yeah, her new husband or boyfriend is also very supportive of Scott. Like yeah, they actually support each other. Right? Yeah, that, that's really cool to see that. Yeah, even though like even the mom that left him is still like defending him. Doesn't want him to get arrested again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just come into his house. Actually, they can. Actually, they can. Yeah. You need a warrant. No, they no, don't. They don't. <laughs> As soon as like Scott Lang does that whole like throwing up the cars and stuff, he's like, "How'd you do that?" He's <laughs> like, "Really?" It's like, "Wow, like that would be me." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Ghost as the villain? So I'm not familiar with Ghost much at all, other than Neither what I've read I. about Ghost before this movie came I out. I assume she's from Destiny because she, <laughs> she looks like a hunter, right? Looks just like it. So Ghost from the comics is a guy, and oh really? And he, uh, I don't think he does the phasing thing that has to do with quantum uh, technology. I think he can sort of turn invisible and phase or whatnot or whatever. But he's just a thief in the comics. Is all he is. They completely just take that name and that ability and give it to a brand new character in this movie. Because in this movie, Ghost like isn't even the villain. Ghost is doing going to very much to extremes to try to fix her situation, and she becomes she becomes more villainous as the movie moves along until the very end when she's ready to kill Janet. She's almost completely full blown villain at that point, you know. And then Janet saves her. But throughout the movie, she's really not a villain. She's just trying to. Save her own life. I mean, you don't really see her doing anything very morally, like, right. No, but everything she's doing, she's doing because she feels she's forced into a corner to have to do it. I mean, I understand that because, yeah, she talks about, like, how her cells are being, like, ripped apart Mm -hmm. and put together and how she's just always in pain, even though she doesn't really seem to, like, display that she's in pain She's used to it, I guess. She's had it since she was a child. Well, then go on. (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) She's going to die. Like, it's killing her. (laughs) But, I mean, like, she's not a villain. Like, the typical sense of, like, this villain wants to kill these people and take this thing over or, like, take over the world. Like, she's just self-preservation. But, like, I guess, yeah, she has a selfish goal, but. Well, her goal is just self-preservation. She just doesn't want to die. Yeah. She wants to. The only reason I think they're even against her is because she's trying to steal their tech for her purpose. In the meanwhile, they're just trying to do their own selfish thing by bringing back, like. Janet. Yeah, yeah, Janet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they both want the tech to do like different things with that are both honestly kind of selfish. And it's honestly really selfish of Hank and uh, Hope because they just kidnap Scott. And he's like, I oh, know I yeah. can't be here. My, th- yeah. my whole life is on the line. I'll lose my daughter. I'll lose everything. Like, no, we'll help us first and we'll take you back. Yeah, I felt You'll hardly notice. For him. And then they got mad and he's like, guys, I got to go home. <laughs> and he's like, well, what, do you, yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Also, this movie should have been called Wasp and the Ant-Man. Yeah, for real, dude. Wasp, dude, they let her shine. She's beast. I love that Paul Rudd, of all people, is in the MCU. When they first announced that they were doing Ant-Man and it was going to be the Scott Lang Ant-Man and they were like, Paul Rudd's going to be him, I was like, that makes sense, actually. That's the like one of the few roles I could see him as. Also, I like the fact that the one thing you got to do in this movie is grow 80 feet. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> You said he had that whole scene with... Um, Bill Foster? Yeah, Bill Foster. I was just, well, just going to call him Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> with Morpheus? Yeah. He's like, how big did you get? He's like, 36 feet. <laughs> He's like, you, 65. <laughs> He's like, wow. <laughs> Can you guys stop comparing sizes? <laughs> it's cool that he gets to be Ant-Man, but I would have rather him got to be like Celery Man. You're so dumb. <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> I love Three also... Three people will get that joke. Right? <laughs> I love also that Evangeline Lilly is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I loved her on Lost. I think she's a great actress. I'm so glad that she's Wasp in this. Oh, Hope. okay. That's who, Hope okay. she's amazing. And then Michelle Pfeiffer, back in superhero roles, 
Went from being Catwoman to being the original Wasp. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's that... Catwoman, bro. Oh it's my Michelle gosh. Pfeiffer. Yeah, you didn't know that? You talking about Tim Burton Catwoman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, from the Bad Batman movies? Yeah. I am old. No, it's not well, it's not Anne Hathaway, that's for sure. We are old. <laughs> but yeah, I really like all that stuff. I'm I'm excited about where they could go with like a third Ant Man movie. I don't really know like a lot of Ant Man stories. You know what I mean? It's like no. I don't really know what else they could do. It's obviously gonna be something wacky like this is. I just want to see more quantum magic because apparently Michelle Pfeiffer became like Yeah, quantum <laughs> magic now. <laughs> Good resolution of where she was able to cure uh, the ghost of ghost? her little powers. Yeah, just, you're well, going. I guess I guess possibly temporarily because in the after credit scene that he's trying to gather like quantum crystals, magic to keep it going. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, it seems like she just stabilized Ghost. It probably lasts for a while, but they have to keep doing it. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with Ghost's character. I don't think that that character will come back. I don't think so either. I think that was just like a throwaway thing for them to like, yeah for a reason to be going back to the quantum realm because why would you want to go back there? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah, obviously it wasn't. Uh, it's not a very inviting place. No, but apparently you can get like fairy hands. <laughs> You can get so, eaten by those little things. Worth it. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, that after credit scene for this movie was awesome. How like that is what wraps it into Infinity War, and the only reason he didn't get snapped is because he's in the quantum realm. He's so mad right now. <laughs> he's like, "This is not a very funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful." <laughs> also, like Hank Pym, freaking Michael Douglas is awesome as Hank Pym. He's just the old crotchety guy that like I'm the smartest man alive. Like he's so good at playing that yeah, role. Yeah, his whole arguing with Lawrence and stuff mm-hmm. is pretty funny. <laughs> also, like how when um. Michelle Pfeiffer, I forgot her name. Janet. Yeah. Janet took over Paul Rudd's mind. Yes, yeah, that, dude, was, that, was, that was awesome. It's like, well, back after 15 years, we're already bickering again. <laughs> <laughs> and then when when she like phases out, and he's like, nope, I got nothing. And she's not. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I can't get anything, and awesome. he's just holding Hank's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I just thought that seems very funny. Yeah, that's that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Louise, dude, Michael Pena's character, amazing. He should recap every Marvel movie, <laughs> everything. And then what is this? And then that happened. Well, Scotty did this. <laughs> I love him, dude. And the truth serum gag the whole time was pretty funny. Until the very <laughs> end when he gets injected, he goes, it is truth serum. I forgot my entire like intention going into this podcast was just to only call Ghost Bobby Yeager the entire time. <laughs> Bobby Yeager? I've already, I already messed that up. <laughs> so this this episode might be a little weird because I'm going to dub over every time I see <laughs> We're going to do ADR so it says Bobby Yeager every time. And I love when she shows up and takes the thing and leaves and he's just sitting there going, <laughs> Bobby Yeager. He starts singing that little song. <laughs> <laughs> Those three security dudes, they're awesome, dude. His little crew. Yeah, Louise's Louise's crew recap. Yeah. The whole thing was just great. Dude, I love when he does that stuff. He he should be at the beginning of Endgame recapping the past ten years. Yes. To Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get snapped. Louise wow. lives. <laughs> He's like, I need a recap. What, what am I missing? Snaps Louise. <laughs> we need him back. I also love that Walton Coggins was in this, even though like his role is like very he's the southern gentleman. He's the guy that's always trying to steal the br- oh, yeah. the building from him. Like, he's, he's very inconsequential, ultimately. It's, like, really this random... This this guy is contending with them, but it's because he's just very opportunistic. He happens to pop in at the right times. But his performance is really good. Like, he's he's darkly funny in that role. That's, like, how much he cared about that chandelier. He's <laughs> like, no, not my chandelier! Stop firing! <laughs> I mean, the, the fight scenes in this are really cool, too. I love how they do, like, the, the bigger and smaller. Like, just the way they incorporate oh, yeah. Ant-Man's tech is really awesome. I mean, obviously, that was shown in the trailers, but I like her running along that, that little knife? Like, butcher's knife yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that so that's cool. pretty cool. That whole awesome. sequence is awesome. Also, she just catches that one dude's arm on fire. <laughs> dude, when she's fighting, when she goes to save Louise, when they're driving... Driving? That's walking. When, <laughs> when Louise is driving the the Hot Wheels car, and she goes to save him, and she beats up all those guys in the, the SUV. 
She just pops in between the two of them. She goes, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. And starts beating them up and then jumps out and flies in through the driver's side window and just kicks them. That looks so cool. I just don't know why she doesn't always carry like a little blow dart with her. Yeah, just <laughs> always just subdue people. That's how she people. got Ant-Man. That's <laughs> yeah, how she like, Scott, yeah. The greatest like passing out like acting of all time. <laughs> Dude, and when Louise comes home or comes to Scott Lang's house and <laughs> the ant is in the bathtub, he's like, oh, God. And he sees the ankle monitor and he's like, Scotty? <laughs> like for a minute he thinks it is him. He's still startled, but my God, like I'd have been a lot more scared. Oh yeah, for sure. I would have been terrified. Also, just like it drumming at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when he's trying to to get the little ants to come to help him to fly away, and the seagulls keep flying up and eating him, he's like, "All right, now oh, y'all are just God. mean." Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you Antonio, Antonio Banderas because you're a badass. badass. And then it gets eaten immediately. Oh, I forgot. We almost forgot to mention like the school scene when he like he gets stuck at like a. Oh school my God, dude! Like, I love like, that elementary school. Yeah, and he has to put on the big hoodie. <laughs> so, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Like, <laughs> you got it. Up. You got it. So it's like, where's your hall pass? Just takes off. Where's your hall? I'm like, what a great teacher. (laughs) Just the interactions between Ant-Man, like, well, Scott Lang Ant-Man and Hope's Wasp, like, their interactions are very good. Like, they play very well off each other, those actors do. I like their interactions. So, overall, like, this is one of the weaker ones. I initially gave it, like, a 7 or a 7.5 when I first watched it. Rewatching, I guess I gave it, like, a 7.7 or 7.8. Now that we're talking about it, I'll give it an (laughs) 8. I originally gave it an 8 tied with the first Ant-Man, but after rewatching, I definitely give it an 8.5. And it's not because the story is so strong or anything like that. It's just the interactions and the performances are really like elevated at this time. Like I really dug the characters this time rewatching it. I just like the villain more in the first one. I just like more Paul. Oh, definitely, Blood. Dude, definitely. Yellow Jacket's an awesome villain. Yeah. I wish he would have been given a little more and been fleshed out more to be used again. You know, because he's just, he's dead. He's gone now. But Wasp is an awesome character. Or Yellow Jacket's an awesome character in his own right. But as always, thanks for tuning in and checking us out. Are you reading Justice League Odyssey? If not, go read it. What is wrong with you? Have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? You should have. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's pretty good. What do you think about those movies? What do you think about that series? Let us know. We appreciate you tuning in and checking us out however you're doing it. Leave that comment below. Bye. Nope. That just happened. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore level underscore podcast, all lowercase. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. That's the letter P. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level, and we are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Make sure you hit them all up, and, you know, don't be stupid. Like our stuff.